Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to episode 8 of Medium Lady Talks. This is Medium Lady Talks about how to parent on a bad day. I know you have had your share of bad days. I certainly have had my own share of bad days. And recently I had a pretty rotten day. So today I'm going to talk about how to parent on a bad day. And I'm going to talk about a process that has six steps. And I think it's important that you consider these six steps in the right order. Even if you don't and you find yourself having a bad day, I think if you look back on your bad day, hopefully you'll see yourself move through those six steps on your own, whether you remember these steps or not. Before I get into that process, I would love to ask you to please consider giving this podcast a rating or review wherever you happen to be listening. Your review will help my podcast find other like-minded listeners, and as a new podcast with only eight episodes under my belt, I would just really appreciate the boost that would come from your support. So here's the thing, how to parent on a bad day. I recently had a bad day, and I wrote about it on Instagram. If you're not following me there, I do a lot of writing and reflection, and I recently wrote about a bad day. A bad day that I knew from the moment I woke up that I was going to not enjoy myself, that I was going to have a bad day. I could feel it from the minute my feet hit the floor. I had had a bad sleep. I had been disturbed because there had been an out-of-season snowfall, and the window was reflecting just a really unusual kind of light. I really struggled to wake up. I knew the day would be hard. Knowing the day would be hard can help or cannot help. And that brings me to my first part of the process, and that is to know yourself. If you're having a bad day parenting, you have to start with this step before you can at least make your way to the end of that bad day and not having it turn into a bad week or a bad month or a bad year. If you're finding yourself in the middle of a bad week, month, or year, you're not alone. You're doing a good job. But at the beginning of my bad day, I knew it was going to be bad, and I knew I had to think about myself first. Knowing yourself when you're having a bad day as a parent is really important. It's important because it helps you set the stage for what's going to trigger you, for what's going to give you rest, for what's going to feed your soul, and for what's going to take things out of your bucket. We use taking out of my bucket a lot in my house. It's a concept introduced to my kids by their kindergarten teacher, which is basically this concept that everybody has a bucket and everybody's bucket is full or empty to certain degrees. And when you do kind things, you have an opportunity to put things into somebody's bucket. And when you do mean things, you take out of somebody's bucket. So again, if you know yourself as a parent at the beginning of your bad day, you have to think about what's going to fill your bucket, and what's going to deplete your bucket. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can end the day with a net neutral or end the day with a full bucket. 
But what it's going to help you do is when those tiny little things really set you off, and as parents, we all have those things, you're going to be able to take a step back and recognize, oh, this is dipping out of my bucket. And when you have those small windows, small windows because it's a bad day, those small windows of peace, of kindness, of humor, you'll be able to notice them and say, oh, my bucket feels just a little bit fuller. How do I know myself on a bad day? For me, on a bad day, I know that interruptions are going to bother me more than they usually do. I am a person who really likes to get in the zone and not be interrupted. When I get interrupted, I tend to get extra cranky, I tend to respond with a snappy attitude, and I tend to huff and puff with whomever or whatever is interrupting me. On a bad day, that gets even worse. So on this particular bad day, I knew for myself that if I was going to engage in anything that might mean I would be interrupted, that I should expect that it would set me off in a particular way. Now, I didn't put anything in place to prevent that from happening. I didn't choose activities that would avoid me being interrupted. I just knew myself. I hate interruptions. And today, I'm going to super hate interruptions. And it is what it is. The other way you can know yourself is to identify and recognize what's going to fill your bucket on a bad day. Know yourself. Do you need to have your shower? Do you need to have your coffee? Do you need 10 minutes with a book? Do you need to exercise? For me, I needed to go outside. I go outside with the kids and very briefly, I feel a little bit better. I can feel my shoulders kind of drop a little bit. I can feel my jaw release a bit of tension. It's really quiet outside because of the snowfall. I get a little mini break from my bad day. A mini break, like I said. The second step in having a bad day is knowing your kids. When you're gonna make it through a bad day as a parent, you have to take a minute to know your kids. You have to think about what you already know about your kids. You have to trust that you actually know your kids better than anybody else in the world. I'm gonna assume your kids, if you have kids, are at least of an age where you can say that to be the truth. Maybe you have adult kids and you should let me know if you still feel that to be the case. I would be very curious actually to ask my own mom that question. But on a bad day, you need to know your kids. You need to know what's going to push their buttons. You need to know how tired or energized they are. You need to know if they've had their favorite snack. You need to know if they've had too much screen time. And you need to know if they need to get outside and be in nature. Or just have a little bit of a rest from the droning, screen-filled, electric hum of pandemic life. This can be a huge barrier when you're having a bad day as a parent. Because the chances are, if you're having a bad day as a parent, it's because you feel like you've already done all the things that you could possibly do and it's still not enough. That's how I felt on my bad day. I felt like I had been put upon by the world and that I had to make it through one more day and I just didn't want to. I wanted a break. Pandemic parenting has come with a relentless pressure and persistent presence of our children. Don't get me wrong, I love my kids, you love your kids, but everybody needs a break from the people they love every now and then. Parenting during the pandemic has come without any breaks, and without those breaks, you get to feel a little bit resentful, and that makes that second step of knowing your kids really, really difficult. But if you can make it to knowing your kids, 
Or if you're reflecting on a bad day that you already had, and you're thinking about what you know about your kids, and what you know to be true about them on that bad day, I want you to give yourself a bit of grace. For me, on my bad day, I could tell my kids were really craving a couple of different things. My oldest son really was craving connection. The way William, my son, seeks connection is by asking a lot of questions. He likes to know what's happening next. He likes to know what's happening after that. If you have anything planned three weeks from Friday, he also wants to have those plans in front of him too. I actually love this about William, but there are days, bad days, when those questions shift from curious to just incessant. It seems like he's just looking for something to do, and so the thing he decides to do is question asking. If I can survive his incessant question asking, what I have to do is actually stop what I'm doing. And you'll remember I recently said a really challenging part of a hard day for me is all the interruptions. But I do have to stop what I'm doing and have a real conversation with him. Because when he interviews me in that way, what he really wants is connection. He knows I'll answer as many questions as he has, but if he can't creatively converse, <laughs> and he's only, he's only eight, then he'll run into a wall and then I get frustrated. And I have to learn to set aside whatever I'm doing and help him fill his bucket with connection and conversation that is meaningful. I'm the grown-up. I have to role model that for him. For my middle child, Henry, he's just at a stage where he has the attention span of a golden retriever, and he's five. And so if I ask him to do things or he asks me to do things, he probably won't hear me and I might not hear him. And so we get into this phase where we're sort of in parallel of one another. Neither of us are really talking to each other. We're just sort of putting demands out there into the universe and repeating them until they're picked up by the other person. With Henry, he often needs this classic child psychology approach on a bad day. Get down on his level, ask him to look at me, pause, speak slowly and with intention, and then give him time to answer. Give him time to answer. Because he's only five. He's not going to respond the way an adult would respond. And that takes me to my last child. My last child is 20 months, old, 20 months old, and on a bad day, I have to pay attention to what Beckett needs in a way that keeps him safe and entertained and allows him to follow his instincts wherever he goes. Now, the hard part about this is that his instincts will probably take him to the bathroom so he can completely unroll a roll of toilet paper, and I will not want him to do that. It's going to mean finding meaningful replacements for all of his inquiry and inquisition. On the bad day, I might do something like give him a bag of potatoes and let him take all of the potatoes out of the bag and put all of the potatoes back in the bag. I might get five minutes out of that activity. Uh, but if I know myself, then I might be able to sip my coffee while he does that. And I know that I'm gonna really enjoy sipping my coffee. I might also more likely just get to load the dishwasher in peace instead of worrying about him endangering his life with some kind of utensil of some kind. And that might just be how I make my way through that bad day, that bad moment, by giving my baby the bag of potatoes. I'm laughing now, but oftentimes knowing your kids comes out of desperation. You get to a point where you're willing to just try anything, anything for a moment where people are satisfied on a bad day. Anything that limits the whining, anything that stops the questions, anything that gives you a break from endlessly making snacks. Okay, so maybe you're thinking back on a bad day, or maybe you're in the middle of a bad day and this podcast is giving you a break. 
You know yourself. You know your kids. Now I need you to take a step back and lower the bar. Take a step back. Look at your day. Look at your whole day. However you've managed to realize that you're having a bad day, look at the whole day in its entirety. Look at all the people in the day as the players. Look at the space in the day as your home or your work or your backyard or your car. Look at all the times of the day, the ins and outs. I want you to imagine yourself in the audience looking at the stage of your life as a play. I want you to imagine the set, the actors, the costumes. I want you to imagine the day. And now I want you to lower the bar. How do we lower the bar? Ugh. <laughs> Some days for me, lowering the bar takes high effort. And if you've heard me talk before about medium, low, and high effort, I really like to live my life in a medium effort zone. But lowering the bar. Lowering the bar with a medium effort means that you take a couple things off your plate. Maybe you decide tonight it's hot dogs for dinner and that's lowering the bar. Maybe you decide that you're actually not going to get your run in. Instead, you're going to go for a 10 minute walk and that's lowering the bar. Maybe you decide you're going to do an extra hour of screen time and that's lowering the bar. Whatever you're judging on yourself and how the day should be going, I want you to look at that judgment square in the eye and turn the dial way down. I want whatever rules you usually have to live your day to be rewritten with the clause that says, if a bad day occurs, proceed as such. That is how you lower the bar. So you know yourself, you know your kids, and you've lowered the bar. What's next? The next thing is not dissimilar to lowering the bar. Lowering the bar plans your day or recognizes that your day is, not, is going to go differently than expected. The fourth thing to do is to practice short bursts of self-compassion. Short bursts of self-compassion because we know this is a bad day and we're not trying to erase the bad day. We're not trying to rally on this bad day. We're just trying to survive it. And the way you're going to survive is by practicing short bursts of self-compassion. And that goes like this. This is a bad day. I'm doing okay. This is a bad day. I'm doing okay. This is a bad day, but I'm doing okay. Was that cheesy? Will you forget it? I don't think you will. This works really, really well. If you have any kind of practice in terms of deep breathing, if you like to do yoga, if you like to do emotional tapping, if you have a stress ball, if you have a particular, I don't know, portable basketball net in your house, I want you to say to yourself, it's a bad day and I'm doing okay while doing something else in a short burst, meaning maybe you do 10 jumping jacks, meaning maybe you dribble a basketball for one minute, maybe you use your tapping points and you tap it out for one minute. Do it in a short burst, remind yourself you're doing okay, and move on. This is not going to fill your bucket, but it is not going to take anything out of your bucket either. It is going to leave you in a bucket neutral zone. And if you can repeat it once or twice during your bad day, you will be surprised at how it kind of buoys you through those really challenging moments. Practice short bursts of self-compassion. Now, hopefully we're coming to the end of your bad day. And because you know yourself, you know your kids, you've taken a step back and lowered the bar, and you've practiced one or two or three short bursts of self-compassion, you might have 
a brief moment of relief. And I want you to notice the relief. Notice the relief when it comes. Notice when your partner gets home from work. Or notice when you finally able to shut off Zoom. Notice when you're finally able to enjoy your lunch. Notice when the baby gets down for the nap and you have a chance to grab a shower. Notice that relief and say, it's a short moment of relief on a bad day. And that leads me to the last part of how to parent on a bad day. All bad days eventually end. You are doing a great job. Having kids is really hard work, and having kids in a pandemic is exceptionally hard work. I say that because I have three kids, and they're three little kids, and they need me a lot, and I have had a lot of bad days. But I have also been able to know myself, I have also been able to know my kids, and I have been able to take a step back and lower the bar. I can tell you my experience is that all bad days eventually end. I have had bad weeks, I have had bad months, and I have had bad years as a parent, and they have all eventually come to an end. They have all opened up for good days. They have also opened up for good weeks and good months and good years. All bad days eventually end. You're doing such a good job. I hope that helps you think about a bad day that you might have had recently. I hope it helps you think about how to make your way through a bad day to come. If you find yourself in the middle of a bad day, or if you start off a bad day, I want you to remember, start by knowing yourself. Start by remembering that you are a key player in your bad day. Think about your bucket. Think about what fills it. Think about what empties it. Know yourself. Make yourself the primary player in the bad day. As parents, I think we skip this step. We don't start in the right place on a bad day. We start with our kids or we start with our work, but we really have to know ourselves. And it's okay for us to make ourselves a priority when things are really hard. It's that idea of putting your life mask on first. And yet it's so hard to operationalize that concept because there are so many things demanding our attention all the time. Know yourself on a bad day. Tell yourself, it's a bad day and I'm doing okay. And then when the bad day ends, I want you to message me and let me know how it went. I want you to connect with me or actually connect with anyone and say, hey, I recently just really had a bad day. I'm having a bad day and I can't wait for it to end. You need people too, just the way your people need you. And that's how to parent on a bad day or how to think about your parenting after a bad day. I hope this episode helps you. I hope it helps you gain the permission you might need to reframe bad days and why they happen and how we can live our way through them. I want to promise you that I am not immune to having had a bad day. I am in no means protected from having bad days in the future just because I've recorded this podcast. But I think that there is a lot of freedom that has come with the pandemic that has allowed us to be more open about our vulnerabilities and more open about how our days are not going as planned. If there's anything that we can all relate to after the pandemic, it's having had a bad day. 
Thank you so much for listening. I sincerely appreciate the time and effort that you put into engaging with my podcast. If you'd like to connect further, I'm always happy to welcome you over on Instagram. I can be found at medium.lady over there. Again, I'll put my brief pitch out there if you would be so kind as to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Please remember, if you're having a bad day, you are still doing okay. I'm Erin, this has been Medium Lady Talks, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye!